<laughs> There's um, so many people screaming at us as ghosts, just yeah. like, we know! <laughs> <laughs> we, we know! So many cows. <laughs> Live, laugh, listen at your own risk. Okie doke. Yeah, Hi. this is this is this is great. We're we are Fine. recording and uh, seated in the dark because there's a heat wave. It is so fucking hot. Poor Dana <laughs> has been battling with her own body all oh, week. Yeah, and the heat. Yeah, my uh, I have chronic migraine, which means that half of the days of my life I have migraine. <laughs> Uh, and uh it is a a lifelong battle that i am seeking help for at every second of my existence um but yeah the heat does not uh do i don't do well with it even if i'm inside my body still knows i can't imagine that being a fun place to be no chronic pain is like yeah it's famously bad for a reason (laughs) (laughs) anyway so this is at your own risk We are a survival comedy podcast hosted by us. Yep. I'm Dana Drew, and I can't stop thinking about my, and everyone's really, inevitable death. Yeah, and I'm Sarah Bassey, and I'm horrified of living my day-to-day life, which y'all should know by now. Yeah, I'm aware. Um, (laughs) So each week, as you guys know, Sarah uh, teaches us how to overcome, like, daily anxieties, improve your life, some sort of life skills... Um, she's our unofficial life coach at this point. Uh, and then I'll follow up with like survival tips for real scary life or death emergency type of situations. Uh, and they really balance each other out. So yeah. And I really like how the structure plays into this idea of life and death. So we always, we always start out with a life problem and then Dana attacks a death problem. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> or a non, non-death problem, or just a, a just death a potential situation. Death. I do also, before we start, just want to say thank you for sticking with us for a while. Yeah, We're this is so nice. a few episodes in, and it's been so fun, and a lot of your messages and reviews have just been so kind. Yeah. Um, and I really thought that people were going to like lean into us and tell us how annoying we were, and that didn't really happen. I know, that hasn't happened yet, and Not I yet. think that comes with... <laughs> like uh time uh hopefully we'll be prepared for it but as of right now yeah everyone's being really nice um we're getting a lot of like yeah just really nice feedback and it's really sweet um and we definitely want to build a community so it's nice seeing that like happen yes so today dana we're going to be talking about a absolute phenomenon hell yeah It's so exciting. It is rocking our society. It's changing the way we live, the way we work, the way we think about those things. Um, And it's going to be really exciting. And I'm going to, I'm going to tell you after the break. (gasps) Um, hi there. Okay. Uh, what? Did I just buy, did I just lose all of my money buying what you were talking about, Sarah? Yeah, you did. Why? Because I am so good at advertising, you'll do anything I say. I just lost money I don't even have. It's incredible. Oh, and if, shoot. if you want to sell a product, if you belong to a company that has some sort of coupon code situation, why don't you hit us up? Hit us up. Shoot us an email. Slide into our DMs. We want to promote your shit. Yeah, send it through and also maybe pay us for it. Yeah, it would be nice to make some money. Okay. All right, thanks, thanks so much. Bye. Bye. So, Dana, I think... Last episode was so lovely because we spoke about re-entering the post-pandemic world 
And something we briefly touched upon was this idea of people reassessing their work-life balance in a post-pandemic society. Totally. Um, And shortly after I quit my corporate job, I had a moment, well, several moments of (laughs) absolute pure panic, um, which you're thoroughly aware of. Um, And I was, (laughs) you know, I had all these questions running through my head where I was like, was I throwing away all the progress I made in my career? Did I do the right thing? Was I being irresponsible? Like all of these things were crossing my mind. Um, And literally the day after I had the meltdown of all meltdowns, and this was the meltdown that you're aware of, that I sobbed into Joe and said, it's okay to be scared sometimes. (laughs) Like a Muppet. (laughs) Like I was on a kid's daytime program trying to teach kids it was okay to feel. (laughs) Oh no. So literally the day after that happened, the New York Times dropped an article by Kevin Roos called Welcome to the YOLO Economy. And a ton of people sent it to me. Like when I tell you that, like my former coworkers, my friends, like people who were aware that I had just quit my job immediately sent this article to me. And today we're going to break down all there is to know about the YOLO Economy. <gasps> I'm pumped. It's very exciting. And I feel like it is how you've lived your life up until this point. And just now people are realizing (laughs) how great it is. Welcome to the Thunderdome (laughs) of not being responsible for anything. Uh, And do you know anything about it? Um, I honestly only know it from you talking about it. And then I think, um, uh, so I know like a high level bit that it's basically like, uh, here, let me try to give like a really dumbed down down version of it that like, uh, the veil of capitalism was pulled away from our little dumb eyeballs. Uh, during the pandemic, we kind of realized that our like hustle and grind culture is really feeding uh, not us, but like people who are profiting off of our labor. And ultimately, like we're all just burning ourselves out and not living our lives for ourselves, but for corporate greed and everyone's noticing it and they're like oh fuck that (laughs) Um, but there's no real good way to kind of uh continue like paying your bills and living your life without also participating in like all of that Uh, so it's definitely very complicated but I think yeah I think in particular a lot of millennials who got really fucked over by like being told if you go to college and try really hard that you'll be fine. Like everyone did that and all of us still aren't fine and don't have money. And none of us want how like can have houses or want kids or like (laughs) fucking. We're joking about starting like like, a commune where we live together (laughs) in Joshua tree. I know. I know. One of my friend Amanda's always texting my friend group and she's like, guys, I'm just saying I'll take care of all our kids. I'll do it. Uh, I don't know what I'm bringing to the table at a commune. I think I'm just, I'll start a cult. You're, you're a great ch- cook. You're a great chef. Oh, thank you for very specific things. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like uh, in a cult, I feel like you eat very specific things. Yes, yeah, so I'll make everyone eat what I want to eat, which is uh, mac and cheese and ketchup. <laughs> yeah, it's perfect. You sick, <laughs> sick motherfucker. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm, I, I agree. I feel like I... Uh, I, I got really burnt out in the corporate lifestyle, like, really fast. I was only in it for, like, five years, and I was over it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, so deeply over it. Like, it's all I talked about was how much I hated it. Um, yeah. And then I up and quit my job 
and just started doing other stuff that wasn't like that kind of like grind culture bullshit. Uh, yeah. And I can't recommend it enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like really truly can't. So I'm glad everyone else is jumping on. I know. I was a... just going to say like this is so great because I feel like people are coming along with you on this journey. <laughs> And I'm so happy about it. And there's actually just a lot of research that's been done in the past few months about the way that people are feeling and that there's this dissonance between like the expectation of society and then the way we're feeling on a day-to-day basis. So since that New York Times article, there's been tons of pieces written about this concept, a ton of YouTube videos, podcasts, all of that. Um, And it essentially boils down to this. The pandemic changed people's priorities. And all at once, people who are fortunate enough to be in the position to do so are quitting their jobs, taking life and career risks, uh, deciding to travel. And Dana, you know how much we love risks on the pod. Hell yeah. This so is, this, this is, is a dream it. topic. This is a dream this topic. This is, we're peaking. We are really peak, fast. Peak early. YOLO. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't listen to any future episode. This is it. Yeah, this, this is pretty is much it. it. No, please listen. Yeah, we're not commuting to work anymore, so we can't listen to this. Right. <laughs> Yeah, no one's going to work, so no one has time for podcasts yeah, anymore. Exactly. Podcasts are out. Podcasts are out. <laughs> um, yeah, but first, before we YOLO way too hard, I wanted to <laughs> definitely call out that the pandemic is still very real across the globe, and that so, so many people in the United States and all over the world are struggling to, like, pick up the pieces post-pandemic like dealing with financial struggles like family and personal trauma lives lost like it's truly fucking devastating and so while we're going to be talking about like a fortunate group of people who are pivoting out of the pandemic in this like Mm -hmm. fearless way I also just wanted to again acknowledge that that is a huge huge privilege totally like not dismiss the victims of like not only this year, but, like, society at large. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) uh, you know, yeah, this is definitely not a a strategy or, like, something people can be excited about who aren't already in, like, a certain subsect of privilege. So, totally. Absolutely. I also think, like, I'm sure there's a lot of, like, socioeconomic and race stuff that has to do with, like, if you're doing this, if... It's like living in a van. Yes. (laughs) Like, living in a van is so cool if you're, like, a hot white girl who is, like, making it look really With a million Instagram followers. Yeah, who's making it, like, look really cute and fun, um, but if you're, like, of color or, like, uh, not really rich or not pretty, yep. like, and living in your van, you're, like, a gross, weird loser, and right. that's just so fucking stupid. Yeah, it's... And none of us, are, it's, like, I think we all know it, but, like, we all consume this kind of, like, narrative in a very specific way. So, yeah, totally. Absolutely. Think, uh, we definitely need to be conscious of that and uh, not, and um, yeah. Good yeah. job, Sarah. I don't, I agree. I think no, that's, that's really a, that, and that's a great point too, Dana. Like, I, I totally agree. I think a lot of, a lot of the things that we're going to talk about today, you know, fall, fall into a specific category of human. Um, and that's important to keep in mind. But also if we all get on this bandwagon, it can go for everyone. Yes. The, the other thing about the YOLO economy is it's a mindset. Yeah. So we can all get there. It's a movement. Yeah. It's a mindset <laughs> and a movement and we're going to attack it together. So yeah. So simply it's a mindset shift where Americans are rethinking the way we work and how we can find happiness and fulfillment in our lives in a more holistic sense. So Kevin, 
Kevin, who I'm going to reference a lot, the dude that wrote this Kevin. New York Times article. Yeah, Kevin. Kevin's our, our friend. Um, he says it best when he says in his article, um, basically he tweeted about this and he had like a huge influx of messages from people that had variations on the same basic theme that the pandemic changed my priorities and I realized I didn't have to live like this, which I identify with on like a very deep level. Yeah, totally. It's something that I think a lot of people were experiencing. Can I tell you too, not to like make everything chronically about myself? <laughs> nope, nope, get in it, get in it. Like I I found a lot of comfort in the pandemic because I, I do really like all jokes aside, feel like I've been in this mindset for a while. Yeah. And when I felt like everyone else was in it, uh, all of a sudden I was like a kid alone at a birthday party for a long time. Oh. And I was like, this could be really fun. <laughs> And then everyone else showed up to the birthday party and I was like, fuck, yeah, we're at, (laughs) hell yeah. I don't feel like you would have ever been able to do this podcast. Yeah, I don't think so either. Kept your old mentality of like hustle and grind. No. Like work, gym, social life. Jim tan laundry yeah I just feel like that's like that's like the every single second is packed together like that I think you're so right that it feels it feels almost like I don't know why I'm thinking of this but it's almost like you've been trying to make like silent discos happen and you've just been dancing alone in a room and people are like this bitch and they're like who the fuck is this girl yeah and now everybody's like popping their headphones on and they're like oh this is dope yeah and I'm like hell yeah yeah silent disco party (laughs) silent disco Forever. Yeah. Um, but before we get too far into the YOLO economy, I figured it would be good to talk about the word YOLO first. Because yes, I, I found, I did like a side little deep dive into the word YOLO, which Love was it. very fun. So we need to unpack what this word means and where it came from. Mostly for my mom. Who yes. Like listening <laughs> yes. And she's like, what the fuck What is she about? saying? Yeah. yeah. So for those who don't know, YOLO... Y-O-L-O stands for you only live once. And believe it or not, there's evidence of this phrase that actually dates back to the 19th century. That's so funny. Isn't that so funny? It was like used in essays. Um, It was the title of like a waltz. Like uh, it, it goes back. Like it goes way back. Oh my God. The YOLO step dance. Yes. Like the YOLO ballad. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Shakespeare so, wrote about YOLO. Yes. YOLO, in, YOLO. Yeah, wherefore art thou? YOLO. old hieroglyphics from the ancient Egyptian tombs spelling out YOLO, but they didn't mean it. They no. super didn't think YOLO actually. No. No, they were just shapes. It wasn't letter forms <laughs> yet. like YOLO until you're in your afterlife. <laughs> <laughs> YOLO straight to the tomb. <laughs> um, but before the term was popularized, the earliest trademark of the word found by um, linguist, uh, this linguist dude, he like makes dictionaries apparently, nice. um, was in 1993. And since there, there's been like, uh, so this guy Adam Mesh participated in a reality TV show called Average Joe. Um, and basically this show is like Wait, the I bachelor. Like I remember this. It's basically like the bachelor or bachelorette rather. Yeah. Bunch of dudes c- competing in quotes for a woman. But they're all like normal, normal dudes, dudes I guess. What? But it's wild because like, how can you claim that these are normal dudes when you're casting like these hunka hunkas from like the early 2000s? Also, what are we saying about this woman that she deserves an average Joe? <laughs> <laughs> 
absolutely what is going on <laughs> yes. what the fuck <laughs> yes it's like, like okay the bachelor Katie. came yeah. out and they were like okay we're gonna get these hot model women to compete for this man and then they were like we have to do it for women too let's make it just average guys yeah and then they watched a hundred sitcoms from the 80s and 90s and they were like well hot women date dumpy boring men who complain a lot so obviously we should pair these two together on reality tv because sitcoms are reality yes yes so basically this dude that was on uh average joe adam claimed to coin the word yolo and actually um you know started creating merch founded a publishing company in 2008 so the word and phrase was like around for a while like i think this dude this might be totally wrong but he like made a bracelet that said yolo on it that had like crystals on it and like fucking sent it to jessica simpson random yes also please listen (laughs) oh my god (laughs) yes you're wrong about series on jessica simpson it will it is so good it will rock your world you're wrong about is a really great podcast also you have to listen to it it's so good they're actually like really climbing the charts too i know i was actually noticing that and i love them so much i was just listening to them on the way over here about sex offenders and (laughs) i like holy shit they're so smart. They're so smart. They're so smart. They're so funny. They have these one-liners that, like, rocket me in outer space. Like, I love they've, them. They've, like, said things that truly are so profound that they've, like, shifted how I think. It's very beautifully, beautifully structured. So, yeah, definitely it check it out. It is so fucking good. It's really, I can't really get good. enough of it. We were talking about uh, the bracelets into Jessica Simpson, allegedly. Um, but then there was also a Vanity Fair article uh, where... Mickey Hart, the drummer of the Grateful Dead, uh, in 1996, he named his ranch in Sonoma uh, the YOLO Ranch. Uh, he basically dumped like a ton of money into this ranch with his wife. And then when he was faced with the decision to like pull the trigger and like spend all this money, he announced, you only live once. And then they started calling it the YOLO Ranch. And then he shot a gun into the air. Absolutely he did. Yeah. And just banged on his drum a little bit. But that was in 1996. <laughs> So, like, this has been around. Um, And then this is the piece that everybody knows. So, on October 31st, 2011, Drake premiered the single, The Motto. And in the hook, Drake says that the motto is, you only live once, YOLO. And when Drake says it, I guess it becomes Bible. I didn't realize that. I'm sure it's been, like, slang in, like, the black community forever. And then all of us dumb white people hear it in a Drake song. And they're like, us too. Yeah, and then the frat boys boys got it. And they're like, this is mine now. It's like when you go back in, like, most verbiage that's, like, popular. It's, like, been around forever. And uh, we're all just so dumb and white and sheltered and and trying to be cool. And we're like, oh, that's cool. And we're like, yeah, it's so fucking crazy. I... No, it's not. It's nuts. It's yeah. wild. It's bananas. It's nuts. It's cuckoo it's town. Bonkers. That's worse. <laughs> it's cuckoo, cuckoo town. town. Is worse. <laughs> it's, it's in an insane asylum. Lock everyone up. That isn't normal. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. So Drake really launched this word into like mega stardom and uh, it became the 2012 word of the year. How do you become a word of the year? You campaign Who really makes hard. This <laughs> I know. I really I don't remember don't voting on this. I didn't vote. I think it's like a, a dictionary thing. Like you know how the dictionary comes up with new words, blah blah blah, and they have like reportings of like how often and frequently things are used. No, I'm okay. not. I don't. Well, <laughs> up I to feel speed like... on dictionary culture. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know the ins and outs. <laughs> oh my god. The behind the scenes. Truly, truly 
I just don't know what I'm talking about is what it comes down to. I <laughs> truly don't know. Convincing. Yeah, I did. I did my best. Um, so basically it, in 2012, when it was the word of the year, it became an excuse to like do shit that was super irresponsible. So like it became yes. like the rallying cry for frat boys like across the United States. Like people didn't wear a seatbelt and they were like YOLO. Shut they climbed up. a tree when they were drunk. They're like YOLO. They're like pouring roof and all in a drink and they're like YOLO. Exactly. Just chomping on Tide Pods. YOLO. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. So the the word just got like super overused, super dusty, and, and now here we are. So basically... Basically, the word YOLO in the YOLO economy just reflects this idea of impermanence as humans. So, like, the decisions we make in the lives we lead should be a reflection of the fact that we only have so much time on this earth. Wow, this earth. is fascinating. Yeah, which is, uh, yeah, cue quarter-life crisis. <laughs> I also feel like this is so wrapped up in, like, religion in a weird way because, like, there's yeah. so many religions that don't believe this. So you have to have kind of, like, a fundamental belief before you can, op- you sure, can feel opt into in. this. Absolutely. That's a really good point. Like, if you believe in the afterlife, like, you don't really give a fuck right. to Or, like, low. reincarnation or, yeah. like, yeah, whatever the fuck. Like, there's so many variations. Sure. Like, YOLO doesn't even make any sense. Yeah. They're like, why would you want to... There's better stuff. <laughs> you don't have to try to, like, do risky business. Yeah. You're gonna business. be fine. So, while the YOLO economy really feels like this, you know, intangible lifestyle and shift in thinking there are a lot of stats to back it up so So before we go further though is there like a legit definition of yolo economy that isn't the dumb one i gave can you just remind me it's a mindset shift where americans are rethinking the way we work and how we can find happiness and fulfillment in our lives in a more holistic sense love it yeah Um, Okay, thank you. I'm ready now. Oh my gosh, we're ready to move (laughs) on. Um, So like I said, there are actually some stats to back this up. So it can feel like this really like ethereal mindset, but really- Yeah, how it's felt for me. Yeah, but it's actually really grounded in a lot of stats, especially over the past year. So a recent Microsoft survey found that more than 40% of workers globally were considering leaving their jobs this year. An anonymous social network blind- um, recently found that 49% of users plan to get a new job this year, which is like, that's half. Half. Um, And that's like, it's mainly popular with tech workers. So that's like a very specific industry, but still very interesting. Um, And then recent data from LinkedIn has found that nearly two thirds of job seekers are looking to switch either their industry or job function to find work. Um, They've found and more... Uh, more than half are open to going their own way by starting their own business or working freelance. So people are really just like uprooting everything they've ever known Yeah. in terms of working. Um, according to the U.S. Business Formation Statistics, 4.35 million new business applications were submitted in 2020. You know what's so interesting too, and like I'm a uh obviously did this (laughs) um so I'm like not saying this from a a a place of like this is what you should do but like it's very interesting that like obviously like the root of evil here is like uh I hate to be a broken record but like this like weird capitalism capitalistic like world we live in where like very few people are benefiting most people are being like abused and mm-hmm. then a, a lot of other people like can't even really function in any mm-hmm. happy way because of it um mm-hmm. but like 
instead of being like, ooh, wow, capitalism bad, we're like, I'm going to do my own capitalism. Totally. <laughs> like, it's like we're, we we feel empowered and, like, more freedom, but, like, in a lot of ways we're still, we're contributing, contributing to do do it. Sure. Um, it's just, like, we're, like, kind of, like, uh, bringing down the abuse we're feeling. It's capitalism um, on our own terms. It's like we're abusing ourselves <laughs> instead of like, cause I'm sure you feel that way. I feel that way. Sure. Like I'm answering to myself. I'm hurting myself. Yep. Which uh, is kind of worse sometimes. Which is worse sometimes. In a lot of ways it's not, but it's like, yeah, it's very fascinating that we're like, I'm going to do my own thing and be freelance and like start my own business and follow my dreams. And it's like, but when you really think of it, like you're still just doing it on a micro level. Yes. All right, I have no solution to this. So. No, 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 absolutely no. It's totally, but it's just totally like really true. interesting, like how we're like all so brainwashed that we think we're like doing this like crazy, like sorry, bananas, like uh, big, like uh, global rebel- shift. rebellious yeah. thing, and it's everyone's like, oh yeah, no, you keep doing that. Little you just tiny start business. Yeah, yeah. Keep starting business. Just start business. Yeah. <laughs> so that so the amount of people that started businesses in 2020 and submitted those applications that's a 24.13 percent increase from 2019 wow. so in some like with all those statistics in mind people are looking to make big changes and it's all happening in one fluid sweep post-pandemic um, and based on the research i did this idea is most closely tied to millennials because of course we are the most irresponsible generation and what I mean by irresponsible is we were set up to fail in like a big, big way. Big way. <laughs> yeah, like we were big way. And it's just like we are like the most gaslit generation. Millennials were raised in an economy where we were expected to like go to school, work our asses off to pay off student loans, find your footing, and then eventually like live a happy, cushy life. If only we just like stopped buying Starbucks and avocado toast, like we would be the happiest fucking people on this planet. That's. I mean, I would be so much more sad without avocado toast. Absolutely. Like, fuck all of you. (laughs) (laughs) And my avocado toast is not going to pay off student loan debt. Right. Sorry. Like, it's, like, really, um, really, uh, victim blamey. Yes. At the very, at minimum. Now we are moving into why this is happening. Um, and so, you know, what happens when you combine a quarter-life crisis of millennials with a global pandemic? Um, you, you get a radical shift in the way we've all decided to live our lives. So millennials, like I said, are making some big professional and financial changes. Um, the pandemic hit and people were faced with working from home and very real anxiety that had people realizing that we could all die tomorrow. Right, just survival mode, hard. E- exactly. Um, As we all learned last week, right guys? <laughs> yeah, because everybody listened. Everyone listened and retained everything, mm-hmm. including me. <laughs> I took notes <laughs> on us. <laughs> so workers, you know, were suffering from burnout or on the opposite end of that spectrum, boredom. They were dealing with low wages, Zoom fatigue, anxiety, and restlessness from the pandemic. Um, also, this is so depressing, but on average, a person will work 90,000 hours in their lifetime. I can't even fa- like comprehend that. Yeah. I, I would think it's more. I know. Yeah, so would I. So, like, I... I, I how long are we one... alive? <laughs> I don't know how long we're alive for because I thought it would be a lot longer, too. But um, it still sounds like a fuck lot. Yeah, that's a fuck lot. Fuck lot. 
That is a fuck lot. <laughs> Not even a fuck ton. No, it's a whole a parking lot. lot. That is full of fuck. Yep, lots of fucks Holy in that shit. lot. Just parallel parked. <laughs> uh, yeah, and we we learned that, you know, during the pandemic, uh, m- having money, like working yourself into the ground doesn't necessarily equate to happiness. You know, a lot of people left the pandemic feeling overworked, underappreciated, and then felt emboldened to take risks in this next chapter of their lives. So millennials are finding like new and innovative ways to reach both their personal and their professional goals, like leaving behind the traditional concept of like corporate America, Mm -hmm. basically, which is Dana's lifeblood. I love this. I love it. Um, Charles Jackson, the president of the Association for Entrepreneurship, uh, says, from what we've seen, many who are unhappy in their current positions are now taking the initiative to start their own businesses, allowing them the freedom to live life in a way that's fulfilling to themselves and their families. Which is kind of funny because what you were saying earlier, like, we are leaving our jobs to just, like, work more. Do a different job that's potentially harder but feels... (laughs) But feels better. Feels better, yeah. Yeah, so there's still this dissonance between our mindset and then the way of the world where we identify that we still need to make money. We still are contributing to this, Mm -hmm. you know, like capitalist society, but our mindset has shifted that we want more agency and control over what we're doing. Yeah, totally. I think too, like for me having like a lot of people working from home it's like all of a sudden this like other life here I don't know if this is gonna sound as (laughs) profound as as I think it is but like you're seeing your partner and yourself outside of the work setting like in your home where you're supposed to not be working Mm -hmm. working and you kind of I at least have this these moments where I'm like wow you live like a very separate lives like what's the point You're a person you don't want to be. You're doing things you don't want to do, like, all day. Yep. Uh, And even if you like your job or, like, people you work with or whatever the fuck, like, to some extent, it's all fake and pointless. (laughs) That was particularly obvious when you're, like, sitting in your pajamas on your couch. Yeah. On, like, a conference call. And you're like, oh, Uh. (laughs) this is so dumb. (laughs) This is so deeply stupid. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, yeah, I think like without social media, we wouldn't be able to check in with each other quite as much. Yeah, and um, just get inspired by the things that other people are doing. Yeah, totally. And like have a dialogue about this. Like, you know, 20, 30 years ago, this would have been, you would have been thinking this in your own head and went like, weird. Maybe there's still got to go to work. Maybe there's a forum on Yahoo that I can write about this. <laughs> but <laughs> let me ask Jeeves real quick. Hey Jeeves, should I quit my job and pursue joy? And they were like, "No, kid, put some whiskey in your briefcase, go to work." Yeah, shut up. <laughs> um, but another really interesting point that I found during my research was that the pandemic caused a ton of people to put a lot of huge life decisions on hold for the past year. So people who are considering Mm -hmm. making a change during that time didn't. And so now we're seeing this huge influx, this like backlog of huge life change and radical pivots all happening at once. So a lot of it is due to the pandemic and mindset shift changes, but also it's it's people who put change on hold. Yes. 
Wow. So, so yeah, I think that's really interesting. Um, and in addition to this, you know, with remote working becoming more of an option and an opportunity for people, uh, workers are much more equipped to like leverage opportunities outside their city of residence. So in a way, there's oh. more opportunities and leverage on paper where employees feel empowered to demand like flexible working hours, working yeah. from wherever they want, or they're out, they're walking. Also, wow, I'm just sorry. I'm, I, no, no, <laughs> I don't mean going. to keep interrupting, but I, uh, how dare you talk on this podcast, Dana? <laughs> I guess I also like, uh, I lost my job like so suddenly and like uh, uh, abrasively that mm-hmm. I, I feel like pretty traumatized by, um, like not being ready for that. And then also I like didn't get money I was owed and like I couldn't get unemployment for a long mm-hmm. time because they didn't do gig workers. You had to have like right all sorts of formal paperwork. Um, and I was like totally scarred by that, that I feel like I am now like a much more of like a squirrel with my money than I was a year ago. <laughs> um, because You're just hiding dimes in your cheeks. <laughs> yeah. Like, because even if I'm like, exclusively working for myself um it's still like yeah like god only fucking knows what's gonna happen that's gonna shut everything down or like make this business obsolete or like you know i i it's all so scary sorry you're just like nodding like yeah no no i totally agree <laughs> i think it I, literally i had a whole sorry bullet. i really didn't mean no, to no. take that away from you oh my god no this is i mean it's it's great to see how not great i mean because these are all <laughs> terrible things that you just listed but yeah. i think it's a universal feeling that I think a lot of us were feeling in isolation, but it's totally. it's really comforting to see that other people are feeling this way as well and that it's having real profound effects on our economy and the way that we live our lives. Yeah, and you're like, I cannot be this dependent on other people. Like, I was so dependent on people needing pet care. Yeah. That when they all of a sudden in a matter of days didn't need it anymore, I was like, fucked yeah and it's like when would you ever think that's gonna happen and when I think about it I'm like I don't know when dogs all disappear off the earth and (laughs) oh no I I know and like then I would too um but like I Joe also gets sucked up because he (laughs) is a dog Joe is a dog Uh, but like yeah like it just like the it, it things that felt safe and like guaranteed before we're all like wow I really need to figure out maybe some multiple things I can be doing or yep. like ways to find joy and security that aren't tied exclusively to my job exactly so I I love this Sarah I don't know if you I'm can so tell glad. I no just... I I love I I had a feeling that you would be really <laughs> passionate about this subject matter and I'm glad I was so so right similarly to what you were saying earlier that you know a lot of people, a lot of minority employees specifically, are super discouraged by their employer's shallow commitments to racial justice. Um, and so people are demanding tangible change, and rightfully so. And if a company can't prove its progress, people are also choosing to leave them in the rear view as well. Yeah, which is really amazing to see. It's also like the Bo Burnham where he's like, uh, <laughs> he's like talking about like how Cheetos is against racism or yes. something. Or Bugles, yes. I think. Yeah. Even goals. more irrelevant. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I totally agree. And so while there are a ton of reasons why the YOLO economy is such a thing, um, it feels like this massive social experiment that happens when an entire society is asked to like stare at the same four walls for a year and truly think about like what the fuck we are all doing with our lives. Yeah. So basically, there's a lot of contributing factors. The cool thing is a lot of us are on the same page. So <laughs> the next section is called... How to YOLO in this economy? 
Oh my God. (laughs) I truly hate myself, but I had to say it. So before I dive into this section, um, this is probably the least YOLO thing that I could ever say, but like proceed with caution, do this at your own risk. Like, ha, (laughs) this is like the part of the movie where they're like, they said the name of the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but YOLO at your own risk yes, is yes. really what we're saying. Exactly. Participating in the YOLO economy is a risk. Quitting your job, pivoting industries, tapping into your savings, investing in a new business, like traveling to places you've never been before. Like these are all, you know, risky moves on paper that can really alter your life's trajectory. So like really consider that before listening to like anything I have to say. Um, Step one, invest in cryptocurrency. Uh, No, uh, but for real, like a lot of people are doing that. People are taking a lot of financial risks. Right now. Also, game Like stop. by starting a podcast <laughs> yes. when you don't have consistent income. Yes. No one joins your Patreon. Please join our Please Patreon. help us. We're so Please. poor. I'm drowning. I'm drowning. <laughs> um, so, okay. So for real, how to participate in the YOLO economy. First and foremost, Dana, you're going to love this. Quitting. I fucking love quitting. You love quitting so much. It's the biggest rebellious act in the YOLO economy. Um... And I feel super seen because I just did this. So I will preface this with, you You're know, so trendy. We're, I'm super trendy. You're yeah. so trendy. I quit my job before quitting your was job was cool. cool. Like right in the middle kind of when it was cool. Absolutely. Like right when it was about to be cool. It was about to be cool. It was on the cusp of cool and I did it. Yeah. Yeah. It was amazing. Um, so quitting your job is, like I said before, a privilege. So if you're able to save money, you know, create an exit plan before you quit. There are a couple different ways you can do that where it's like put a date down on the calendar that you would like to leave by and financially plan around that date and lead up to that date. The other way you can do it vice versa, you can have a target savings that you want to hit um, and nice. a goal to work towards. The other part of participating in the YOLO economy is like knowing what you want to do with your life and that can feel like a very heavy and scary thing. So if you're unsure where you want to go, if you're feeling lost, it's time to really reevaluate your priorities. I think the pandemic was a great time to get really introspective about who and what you care about Um, and maybe one day we'll do a whole episode about like finding your purpose in this life and like what you're born to do. Great, we can do that in like 45 minutes. Absolutely, we can pack it all (laughs) into a a quick, quick chat. Um, When I interrupt you every 30 seconds. (laughs) No, no. Um, But as a quick tip, I think there's this really great system that I used at a former job, and I actually kicked it over to Dana last week, um, but it's Bridges Career Driver Cards, and essentially you go through, and this is not like an ad whatsoever, like you can use their website, it's totally free, or you can order a set of cards through them, but basically it's a deck of cards and you assess your values in life and in your career, and you apply them to your current situation. So you go through the exercise, you identify your core values, and then you rate them on a sliding scale of how fulfilled you feel in each of those areas. And so it can be things like recognition, location, money, work-life balance, Mm -hmm. all of that stuff. And you can assess it against your current situation and then address how you can make changes in your life to get all of those up into a positive place. Totally. Um, And so I watched a quick little YouTube video um, by this like super kind of, he was kind of mansplainy, but he seemed really nice. Uh, But I just couldn't bear to be talked at. Um, And I'm not going to say his name right here because I I realize I'm trashing him, but he had some really great advice. Um, He said, ask yourself what results you want in this world out of your life. What's the work that allows you to do it? 
And then ask yourself, are you good at it? And if not, how can you get better at it? So it's it's like several different steps, but mainly you're trying to figure out what your goal in this life is, what you want to put back into the world, what the work that will get you there, if you're good at it, and if not, what are the tools that you can mm-hmm. kind of learn and hone in on to get yourself there. So I thought that that was just really great and beautiful advice for anybody who's thinking about switching careers. I've talked to a lot of people lately who don't want to do what they went to school for anymore and they feel really stuck. Um, And I think that that's like a very quick exercise you could do to try to identify something that's really meaningful for you. Yeah, or like you, um, like I think a lot of millennials in particular are getting to an age where you grabbed whatever job was willing Mm -hmm. to hire you and maybe went to like a liberal arts college and don't have a super specific degree and yes I am talking about myself (laughs) (laughs) yeah um but like and then I I ended up actually like partially quitting one of my jobs that was like a corporate job because I felt like I was like accidentally just pigeonholing myself into like hospitality and travel Mm -hmm. which is something I, I really enjoy and feel passionate about but like I I was really really nervous that I was all of a sudden like, this was you I now. I was going to be, like, yeah, 10 years into the workforce, and it was going to be really hard to, uh, like, uh, convince an employer that I could do something else. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, I, I think we're all kind of realizing, like, oh, I got a job as a secretary in this, like, finance company, and then I moved up the ladder there, but now I'm in this world that I didn't really mean to be in, and I'm not in it for really any good reason, mm-hmm. and, like, what do I actually want to be doing? Mm-hmm. How can I pivot? Absolutely. So I, I love that I think so much. A lot of people are for sure there. Totally. And we, Joe and I have this friend um, who always asks us, we were on a hike, and this was like the most adorable question she's ever asked. She said, she asked us what our dream dream was. And this is not like oh, a low so hanging dream, yeah. like a, a tangible necessarily dream. But like if you let yourself dream, what's your dream? Yeah. If you, if you, yeah, if you let yourself break free of like human confines, like what is your dreamiest dream? Going to outer space. Um, yeah. Going to- <laughs> we'll talk about that someday. <laughs> uh, and I think this is like the biggest, biggest dream that you could think of. So what do you want to accomplish in your lifetime? Where do you want to travel? What do you want to experience? How can you make that reality? And just take that first step. And mm-hmm. and, and that's really how you YOLO. Totally. That's how you do and it. And like, I think we think of like the job itself as the goal. For me, like the culture of where I'm working mm. is way more important mm-hmm. than what I'm doing for work. Like if I like the people, if I respect my boss, if I feel like they care about me and respect me... Like, I, I can do a lot of things mm-hmm. and do them well and be happy to wake up and do it. Um, but, yeah, even if I've done a lot of things that I felt really passionate about, but I worked in a place that I felt like could not have given less fucks about me. Yes. Or, like, looked you in the eye and was like, we care about you, while they, like, cut off your Stab pants. you in the back. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they're, like, slowly <laughs> making me naked in the middle of the office. And they're like, don't worry, we love you so much. We now you have you. to leave this room and go walk around naked. <laughs> Yeah, we're going to make you feel like you can trust us. And then when you're feeling nice and vulnerable, we're going to kill you. Yeah, that's really what it felt like Survivor, but I was really bad at it. (laughs) And there was not a million dollars at the end. No, but there was like negative a million And none of Jeff Probst's dimples were in attendance. No, or his blue shirts and hats. (laughs) So sad. So, so sad. But anyway, that's pretty much it. And I wanted to give, you know, a shout out to all the incredible sources I used to collect, you know, the info for this topic. Obviously thanking the very insightful 
insightful Kevin Roos, who wrote that original New York Times article that a lot of these conversations stemmed from. I've referenced it like 10 million times, so thank you to Kevin. Um, also, an article written by Alyssa uh, Bereznak, an oral history of YOLO, the word that lived too long, a Yahoo Finance article by Yael, um, CNBC Kelly Evans piece on the YOLO economy, skim this podcast titled Shoot for the Moon, um, Jed Kolko from Indeed, the Ken Coleman show, uh, who did a piece called What is the YOLO Economy, What It Is, and Why It's Bad. So uh, thank you so much uh, to all of those lovely, lovely folks. Didn't really focus on the bad part, because I'm biased. Yeah, we were getting <laughs> down, sitting down to record this, and Sarah was... So just FYI, I didn't really look into why YOLO Economy is bad, and I was like, I love that, because fuck it. I don't give a shit. I don't care. That's for... whatever like no I'm sure there's bad shit for everything all the time but like maybe if we all live our lives for ourselves and people we love a little bit more uh, things will like yeah what could be so bad about doing what's right for you yeah seriously is like fucking Jeff Bezos gonna lose a billion dollars that he doesn't even hopefully yeah Give it to me. (laughs) Jeffrey Bezos. I know. (laughs) Oh my God. That was so great, Sarah. I really like, I know you're going to be nice about it. I'm sorry for interrupting so many times. I feel so passionate about this. And I really hope that we've at least inspired somebody to consider like doing this or at least feel more confident if they are planning on doing this. Absolutely. you can also keep the job you have and just kind of be more aware of this shit. Like, yeah, and just like live in the mindset. Be aware of it. Be aware of your work-life balance. Like if you love your job or if you're like okay with your job, like mm-hmm. that's totally fine. But just always level set and, and check against your priorities and be fearless in making adjustments that are right for you. I, wow. Beautiful. That's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. Yeah. Um, okay, so for me this week, I was like, I'm going to think of a really fun segue from YOLO economy <laughs> to my topic. And then I, as usual, then it went out my brain. It yep. literally was like a little noodle in my brain that was like, bloopy, wouldn't that be fun? And then it rocketed out of my Just other Just fully ear. blew away. Um, so uh, let me try to think of one. Um, okay, so we talked about uh, a, a, a storm of brewing. Yep. In your work, in your work life. life balance. Yep. Um, Sometimes that, you might feel like you're spinning around in circles. In circles, and then everything explodes. <laughs> <laughs> and then, as soon as it started, it's over. Quickly. Okay, anyway. Anywho. <laughs> Anyone have any guesses? We're going to take a break. Okay, bye. <laughs> oh, hello there. Oh, who, who's this? Oh my gosh. I never pick up my phone. I'm too afraid. <laughs> Uh, we don't have ads yet, but here's another one of those silly little things reminding you to email us at your own risk, the pod at gmail.com. Yeah, you know what sucks? Phone calls. You know what's better? Emails. Is it? No, but it's slightly better. Little bit. We want to hear from you. We want to hear risks you've taken, risks you want to take and you're scared to take, people you want to lift up and praise and give a little shout out to, uh, maybe even do that for yourself. Absolutely. We also want to hear if you have any uh, juicy I Survived style stories that uh, we can uh, read on the podcast and get more scared about. Yes, hit us up ASAP. We don't have a coupon code. Love you. Bye. (laughs) Okay. Um, we are, we're back. We're here. Yeah, we just, we just had lunch. Yum. 
It was really tasty. It's tasty. You should eat. Yeah, and we, we simultaneously, like, uh, shit-talked about uh, things and people that we don't... Yeah, I love a good shit-talk. That we don't even know. It was, yeah. like, bandwagon-hating. I, I also talked about how my dog refuses to hydrate and or, or shit. And that's like poo poo problems. Um, and Sarah was just taking some big old bites of her food while I started that combo. So that absolutely, was... yeah. There's nothing like eating a poke bowl <laughs> when you're talking about your dog's inability to pass feces through its system. <laughs> oh, he's such a fucking idiot, though. Like this survival skill is bad. Like yeah. he's like really um, uh, averse to drinking water when he's out on a walk. He thinks you're trying to, like, kill him. Uh, And then when he's inside, he'll occasionally drink water, but only if, like, it's in a really particular area and nobody's moving. Wow. And there's no, like, sat... It's just, like, where... Where do you get off? How? How? You were going to die. Yeah, you're going... It's going to be over for you very um, soon. I've been blending peanut butter with ice cubes. Nice. And feeding that to him. Um, Honestly, I, I might... Sounds good. Be into that. Yeah. Um, uh, and then I've also uh, just been making like peanut butter, vaguely peanut butter flavored water. He loves peanut <laughs> butter. Um, and if you haven't, please go check out I the was puppy just song. Say, go to <laughs> that's, about, that's about him loving peanut butter. It's uh, puppy songs on TikTok and Instagram. And uh, they're why great. don't you just plug his account? Why don't we? Why don't we just go there? Yeah, it's Matt um, and Lenny and Mar are his dogs, and he does little songs about them, which so is great cute. because I feel like uh, everyone that has pets that's cool is constantly like singing stupid shit to them. Totally. And this man just has like an incredible voice and like production. Um, knowledge and equipment and skill, and he makes like really beautiful little diddlies. They're so for cute. his dogs and Chris. And, and your I are dog's account is Pierogi the Rescue Dog. Oh, is and then it? Rogies, yeah. Then yeah. Rogie has a TikTok. Yeah, but I don't actually like use a ton. I feel like I'm like really bogged down in my social media things I'm running <laughs> for like so much random shit, uh, <laughs> including my own. But uh, yeah, you can go to Pierogi the Rescue Dog on TikTok if you want. He's a sweet he's, baby. He's a good boy. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so. Uh, now that we talked about poop, um... Yep. We'll talk about something that Rogi would definitely be scared of. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so, uh, as always, please know that I'm not an expert, um, especially in this type of, uh, uh, weather-related catastrophe. Uh, I will almost definitely get something wrong in here. Mm-hmm. Um... Lots of technical stuff, but I think I did a pretty good job on some research. But definitely, like, do your own research, um, especially if you are in an area where this is likely to happen. Like, hopefully, you are privy to surviving totally. <laughs> this situation. But this is, totally. like, some really high level. Um, we're not going to get into, like, really nitty gritty. Um, but as we get into it, let me take a sip of my water and ask Sarah, what do you know, like, about tornadoes? Well, um... Besides the fact that my stomach just dropped to my b-hole, yeah. I don't know a whole ton about tornadoes other than the fact that I had... I love how you always ask me this and then it's just me doing a word vomit of, like, word association. So, like, I definitely <laughs> had, like, reoccurring nightmares as a kid about tornadoes. Uh-huh. Like, that was a huge thing because I definitely saw the movie Twister when I was, like, way too young. Nice. So, Chris and I watched it last night. Um... And then I was reading, like, fun facts about Twister. Uh, pretty, like, bonkers, like, behind the scenes going on. It was, really? like, uh, I forget if it was, like, the guy who wrote the screenplay or, like, uh, pitched it or, like, who direct. I don't really remember who he was in relation to it. But 
he had a big hand in creating it. And I guess he watched this like PBS Nova special on like tornadoes that maybe, maybe vaguely followed a comparable plot or like, Oh my gosh, really? And then that people who were in that special, like sued (gasps) this, the whole like MGM or like whoever was the production company and like all this stuff. And like, they ended up losing, but like, it was like this whole ordeal that they like plagiarized the plot. Wow. From this PBS Nova special. Oh my gosh. I know. Um, I had no idea. Yeah. There's also, um, is it Bonnie Hunt? Isn't it? Who is in it? Helen Hunt. Helen Hunt. Hunt. That's somebody else. Um, she <laughs> is like so aggressively 90s hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is unreal. Totally. The whole movie, I was like, oh my God, everything I hate about myself, mm-hmm. That, but that's also kind of like not in right now. Yeah. Was like, it was like amazing. Anyway, go watch Twister. It's yeah, on HBO gotta, right now. It's yep. also on Prime if you want to pay Jeff Bezos. Yeah, if you want to scare yourself a little bit. Yeah, so I feel like... I saw that when I was way too young, super deathly afraid of it. I, and then in somewhere around like high school, college, I pivoted into like being remotely interested in it. Interesting. And I remember I watched, I think it was called like Storm Chasers, where they would like yes. follow like a reality the show. With- yeah, I think it was like kind of like documentary style. I don't know if it was on like Animal Planet or I feel what. like it was on the Weather Channel. Something, yeah, something like that. And they, they would weather just, channel like, was like, them. guys, we gotta get into reality. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they're like, the what weather is, more is boring. Real than weather. What is yeah. the coolest shit we can think of? They're like, we've got a twenty four hour channel. All of a sudden, we can't just be yes. talking about weather all the time. Yes, and this is this might be totally wrong. This might be a myth. So hopefully, you can explain this to me. But I feel like when I was a kid, somebody said like, when the sky turns a weird color, mm. you should be nervous. Yeah. So like, if the sky turned green, that would be. Ooky mm-hmm. spooky time. And I, mean, I, like, yeah, I don't think that's a sign of anything good yeah. in general. <laughs> in any animated show ever, yeah. when the sky turns green, you're in serious trouble. But I just, I feel like I remember that being a thing. Yeah. And then, like, I think uh, learning about it in science class, they showed, like, the beginning of a tornado formation Ooh, so where, the, spooky, right? where the clouds, like, start to spin. Yeah. And so being a kid, I wasn't, like, the fun kid that was like, Oh, that cloud looks like a lion. I was like, that cloud looks like it might be turning. (laughs) It might be twisting. We're going to (laughs) die. So uh, I don't think, again, I think that was just maybe some word association, light word association. Yeah, I had a real, um, a really intense fear of tornadoes as a kid, um, which I think a lot of people do, which is pretty funny because like, uh, while it's not a location-specific phenomenon per se, it's not infecting everyone all the time everywhere. Like, it's a weird thing to, for kids to, like, latch on to. Totally. It's like quicksand. Yeah, I think it just feels so massive. And, like, the like visuals are horrifying. Heck. Yeah. Like, because I think as a kid... Okay, I'm not a psychologist. But, like, <laughs> as a kid, all you kind of really have growing up is, like, your home base. Mm-hmm. Like, your home, your family... Like, and so for me, like, these movies where this thing was coming through and just, like, tearing your home to shreds, which was, like, oh, your yeah, that's a really good only point. safe space, I feel like that was something that just, like, really scared the shit out of me. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. There's this one moment where Helen Hunt's, like, 
Well, you haven't seen a tornado. Miss that house and miss that house and then come right into your house. And then Bill Paxton was like, is that what you think happened? And then she's like, yes. And then literally a tornado is like eating them. And they're like having this conversation casually. It's like, this is not the um, time. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, it does feel like personal kind of and like scary. And like this thing is like sentient. It's yeah, like, right? uh, it's like, uh, uh, you when you think about it for more than a second, you're like obviously not. But like, yeah, it does seem like a big monster. I remember right. being homesick with the flu and watching The Wizard of Oz, <gasps> and yeah. like I will never forget like being where everything about the environment I was in when I saw that scene, and I was watching it by myself, and I was like seven. Yep. And I think my parents were like, oh light-hearted movie for her well, to watch while she's sick and wrong. instead I had like fever dreams for mm-hmm. like days about yep. tornadoes yep. yeah not only were the tornadoes <laughs> horrifying but you subjected yourself to a spooky green witch <laughs> and some scary as fuck flying monkey yeah absolutely okay so I'm gonna give uh uh so to kind of run through my agenda I'm gonna give like some basic info on tornadoes to make sure everyone in this room <laughs> and listening <laughs> has kind of like the same at least basic knowledge um and then we're going to talk about like preparing or like warning signs uh and then what to do during and then what to do after mm. so let's jump in mm. what is a tornado so <laughs> tornadoes are vertical funnels of rapidly spinning air their winds may top 250 miles an hour uh and they can clear a pathway that's a mile wide and 50 miles long <gasps> so that's like what they think like the average tornado looks like, which is like really nuts, really, really nuts. That's so big. Um, I can't also, I have to stress right now that I know what's on my, in my notes about tornadoes and nothing else. So, <laughs> so I will ask feel free to no ask, questions. But like, feel free to ask questions. But like, if it's not in my notes, like, I don't know. I feel like I was going into this and I was just like, I, I don't know. I just know it's scary time. It's big, big, big bad, spooky time. Spooky time. Yeah. So. Tornadoes are caused by pressure and energy that's in the atmosphere during kind of like specific weather conditions, um, specifically any high pressure storms, so like thunderstorms and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, But to put it kind of more simply, um, they happen when warm, humid air collides with colder, drier air. Mm -hmm. Um, And then this is actually like literally how it happens, which take this as you will. (laughs) I think I kind of can picture this. So it's like denser cold air is getting pushed over warm air. Mm-hmm. And then this makes a thunderstorm. And then warm air is rising through the colder air, which kind of causes this like suction updraft. Oh, like an upward thing. Yeah. And then the updraft can begin to rotate if the wind is going in like a in a specific like direction or hits it in a certain way like it will like I mean how anything rotates like sure. if you hit it in a certain angle in a certain direction like it'll spin um and then it kind of just like picks up speed and then like sucks everything up um ah! so obviously like this is like really really specific conditions have to happen yeah it's a phenomenon yeah exactly oh my gosh we're talking about two phenomenons (laughs) today (laughs) (laughs) phenomenon (laughs) okay so uh because they're like caused by like warm humid storms they typically happen in the spring or summer months and then usually late in the afternoon or early in the evening as pressure has been maybe like building throughout the day or like heat's been building or rising or and and temperatures may be falling the speed of travel of an average tornado is 20 miles an hour but some 
of the big scary ones can go like highway speed, like 60 miles an hour. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, and kind so of- yeah, when you see these cars, like on these stupid fucking shows, mm-hmm. storm chasers, like they could get outrun by a tornado. Yeah. And then it also seems like with, like with most like, um, uh, like weather related things, like because wind is really what's driving it, it can change directions really. It's like hard to predict it. I was just going to say um, like, it feels like when you spin a top. And, like, you don't know where yeah, it's, it's going to go. all over the place. Yeah, like, it feels like it changes trajectory Yeah, it's a like lot. a little dreidel in Kansas. <laughs> the only dreidel in Kansas. Yeah, are these <laughs> of all the dreidels chilling in Kansas, this is the biggest and most destructive. Yeah, and it's, uh, yeah, exactly. So it's definitely um, unpredictable. Um, the average duration of a tornado is five minutes, um, but this is like hardcore the average because there are a ton that are like seconds. Mm-hmm. And some like that don't even touch the ground, right? Yeah, exactly. Right? And it's like, I don't really know when you start like actually counting it. Sure. I guess probably when it like hits the ground maybe. Yeah, probably. But then also some start at the ground and meet in the middle, which are also like... Sorry, I just took a big sip because this is very shit. upsetting. <laughs> um, um, and then, so, but then also there have been some that have lasted for like hours. <gasps> Right? <laughs> I just imagine it being like, almost like you paid extra for a longer TV special. They're like, we're the more important. We have a bigger budget tornado tonight. Yeah, bigger budget tornado for sure. It's going to be sucking the budget right out of your house. Um, so this was also funny, um, researching this and then watching Twister, because Twister is just like aggressively inaccurate. And the whole time I was like, um, I'm sorry, that wasn't accurate. <laughs> I'm a meteorologist. I didn't uh, pay attention in science class, and I took Twister as Bible, and now I know better. Yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> ignorant. Um, but, so, part of the plot of Twister is that they're, like, trying to get, like, measure, like, stuff inside the tornado, um, especially, like, speed, and, like, what's going on, and what it looks like, and da-da-da. Um, but this is actually, like, to this day, so that came out in 1997. To this day, we can't do it. When they've sent stuff inside tornadoes, it just gets, like, blown to bits. (laughs) And, like, it's really, really hard to make something that will, like, get picked up by a tornado and get something close enough to a tornado and get it to stay in it and have it also not get, like, demolished. Yeah, that's, like, delicate enough to register the data that you need that won't also get wrecked. (laughs) Yeah, totally. So it's, it's all really complicated. Um, they, they do have instruments to do it to some extent, but they, but it's really for like weaker tornadoes. Mm. Um, and so they, they have measured like, uh, like what's considered to be like a really little baby, nothing super weak, not going to do lots of damage tornado and the speed inside David guess. <laughs> A car on the highway could be about like, so the inside of this tornado that's like spinning. So this isn't how fast the tornado is going. This is like how oh. how fast the spin Oh, is. how fast the the spinny is yeah. happening. Oh my I don't even want to know. I have no idea. <laughs> the we so the weakest tornado that they finally got to measure the inside, it was going 318 miles an hour <gasps> inside. Yeah, and that's for like little baby tiny nothing tornadoes. Yeah, it's like like oh, what's the fuck? Oh my god. Oh, how crazy is that? Also, yeah, I don't really get what this 250 miles an hour is like referring to because I mean, maybe that's just because, like, that's what they know. It's, like, it can get up to that inside. Like, maybe that's, like, a... Sure. 
they they don't really know for sure the rest of it. Wow. What's happening inside a tornado is like no one's totally aware. If they know, they've died. <laughs> sure, they, they're they dead now. Yeah. <laughs> There's um, so many people screaming at us as ghosts. Just yeah. like, we know! <laughs> we, we know! So many cows. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so the icky thing about a tornado is that it, like, it can technically happen anywhere because it's weather condition related, not like location related. So there was a tornado on the Cape a few summers ago that was like really talk of the town. It like ripped a roof off of like a hotel. Because wow. um, we were just having a really humid summer and like the conditions were right and we had like a little tornado all of a sudden and it was, everyone was like freaking out. Oh and my then gosh. everyone in Tornado Alley was like, fuck off. Yeah, they were like, enough. Um, it's like when people get a little bit of snow and you're from the East Coast. Yeah, like, cute. exactly. I know. Um, also, I had this like flashback to one of my friend's stories and she's from upstate New York. So do you remember a tornado ever happening in upstate New York when you were a kid? Yes. You do? <laughs> so I, re I remember this because, and I don't know if it actually ended up touching down or not, but I have a vivid memory of being in middle school and I was in my family and consumer science class and I had a broken leg at the time, and I remember... Uh, broken leg? Yeah, I had oh a broken leg. Oh, my God. Yeah, and uh, I was on crutches. Everyone had a huge crush on this guy named David He was, like, soccer. Nice. He was, like, he was like the David Beckham of, of our town. <laughs> of middle school. Of middle school. And so he would always walk me to my next class, hold my books. Oh, but, shut up. But... This guy just wanted to get out of class. Little me was like, oh my God, oh my God maybe, we're getting married. Maybe he likes me. Yeah. But no, he just wanted to get out of class. So anyway, I'm in class with David. The tornado is coming. They tell us all to get under our desks and we weren't what? allowed to leave. So I'm huddled under a desk with David. Shut up. Did and you I'm kiss? like, no, <laughs> we absolutely did not. But I remember thinking to myself like, wow, wow. if I'm going to die, I hope I die in the arms of David. Yes, I was like, I am under a desk and I am having an out-of-body experience. Wow. Like if a tornado came through and just took me away, it would all be, be worth, worth it. it. Wow. Yeah, but uh, so that's my really like romantic story about uh, the tornado. And it kind of distracted me from being like deathly afraid. Great. So I think the moral, we're going to stop now. Uh, <laughs> really, all you need to know is uh, find like a hunky boy in your <laughs> peer group. Um, fawn over him, and then you'll be distracted by any bad things that happen to you. Mm -hmm. Great, yeah. perfect. Um, my friend's story, so she's from, like, the Rochester area, era, uh, area. her name's Kara. Hi, Kara. She, Hi. uh, she, um, was my college roommate, and, uh, she can literally sleep anywhere at any time through anything. It's really... Impressive. Like, almost disturbing. I have a lot of stories about it that I won't get into because it'll take a whole entire podcast, but it's like really remarkable. Um, and uh, and she one time was trying to like tell me how bad it actually is with this story, which is that she was no. in she uh, this tornado in her town happened. It touched down. It was actually really bad. It happened in I think the nighttime, um, and everyone was asleep in the house, and <gasps> she. Uh, it like ripped through their town. I don't know if it did like, I guess I don't really remember the details, but like, I don't know if it did like crazy damage or like whatever happened, but it was bad. Um, and it blew out the windows in part of their house, including in her room. 
and they were trying to get into her room to like get her no. and the door was like suctioned shut because <gasps> of all of the pressure that I was happening. I just got like goosebumps. And they were like fucking Kara's dead. She got sucked into outer space. Like she is <gasps> absolutely dead. And then it stopped and like they ran in, they found it, the tornado stopped, they ran into her room. She was fucking asleep. What the fuck? <laughs> this girl deserves a fucking award. Her window shattered. There was <gasps> a tornado in her bedroom, basically. Like, Hi, good morning. <laughs> we have a blueberry pancakes. And her whole family's like risking their lives trying to save her. Stop. I think she died. And she's just like napping. She's like full of full. Oh full my god. Calm. I wonder what she was dreaming about. <laughs> Just, Honestly, oh when I picture God. her dreaming, it's just nothing. Like, she <laughs> she dies, I think, when she sleeps. I think she dies. Just full emptiness. Yeah. Um, so that's, like, kind of one of the only, like, tornado stories I have is, also, is somebody else's story. <laughs> um, but uh, the most common places for tornadoes to happen are not upstate New York. Yeah. Um, it is, uh, the in the world, it is in North America, in the central plains, uh, between, like, uh, mountain ranges, basically, the Rocky Mountains and the Appa... Appalachian is actually, I think, how you say it. Wow, I always thought it was Appalachian. I did too, but potato, I'm pretty potato. positive it's Appalachian. Which Appalachian. Sounds, yeah, it's that's exactly how it sounds. It's like you have to say it with a southern twang. Yeah. Um, and then Tornado Alley is something we're all familiar with, which is um, basically like a South Dakota, Nebraska, Nebraska, Kansas, Oklahoma, northern Texas, eastern Colorado. Um and actually, I shouldn't say, I. what is wrong with me? Every time I do this podcast, I ha- unlock a memory of something. I know, it's it's called trauma. This <laughs> <laughs> happened like, recently. I, I'm just now re-remembering um, <laughs> that, like, when Chris and I were on our road trip, we left, we left New Orleans and we went to drive, I think our next stop was somewhere in Texas. Um, and we, uh, we just had like a really long day of driving ahead of us. It's all we were doing. Mm-hmm. And we were uh, quickly out of New Orleans and like in the middle of nowhere. Uh, and we had the weirdest day. We drove by like this house on fire, like fully engulfed oh, in flames. And I called 911 and they were like, yeah. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> we okay. know. Um, and then as we kept driving, we were like, it got, it was like raining off and on, like the clouds got really weird. Like everything just looked really spooky and weird all of a sudden and really dark. And I was like, ooh, spooky time, crazy spooky time. And then, and then a while into it, I was like, Chris, where's Tornado Alley? Like, where <gasps> is it? I just got goosebumps. <laughs> I did too. When I was doing it, I was like, I think I'm in a movie. I think um, we're in the alley. I was like, I think we're... How do we know if one's coming? And there I, should be a sign. You know, it's like I, now entering Michigan. There should be like a <laughs> now entering Tornado Alley. Look up at the sky. <laughs> really though, I was like, um, where the fuck are we? Uh, and then he, and so he was driving. I was like scrambling to find information about it on the internet. And then uh, I looked up the weather and there was like a tornado like alert going on. And I was like, is that what does that mean? Which we'll get into. I was like, I uh, does that mean I should be hiding or like what vigilant? do I do? <laughs> yeah. Um, and then uh, and then I was go- like googling where Tornado Alley was, and it was like literally the highway we were on for the next like seven <laughs> hours was just like we were just cruising down Tornado Alley, um, and uh, and it was getting really scary out, and I was 
at glued to the fucking window, um, like the passenger side window, just staring at this field where I was like, I'm going to fucking you're see gonna it. You're going to see it. I'm going to see it. And then I was trying to Google like what you do if you're in a car and I couldn't find much information. And then turns out, yeah, there isn't a lot of information on it. No. Like what the fuck? I was like, cause we're not near anything. No. And then I was looking up like where... Is, has there been a tornado today.com basically is like what it was. It was like just this website that's yeah, just like showing. Yeah, it's like Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And it was like, there's definitely going to be a tornado right here. And then there was a little circle. And then it zoomed in and it was your cute Literally, face. there was a circle on the map. I took a screenshot, so we'll post it on Instagram. But there was a circle on the map of the whole world. <laughs> That was like a teeny tiny little circle. And then I looked on a map where we were and I was like, what are the fucking chances that we're, we hopped in our stupid fucking Subaru and we're like off to Texas and then drove into a tornado. Absolutely. Like, into the only active tornado happening in the whole world. In the entire, on the globe. Yeah. Um, so we didn't end up seeing anything. I was low-key disappointed obviously we all could have assumed that i didn't die in a tornado no. that day i was texting everyone i knew and i was like uh fyi i'm gonna die in a tornado love you bye love you bye um yeah it was really nuts and then we drove through this town that had been like absolutely fucking decimated and it was really disturbing and actually a very good glimpse into everything that's wrong with the world because like i didn't know this town got decimated i there were people living there mm -hmm. and everyone was just like going about their business and yep. they had like fucking tarp roofs and like no oh. anything all the gas stations were like blown to bits oh everything gosh. was so fucked it was really disturbing and then i was like looking it up and it looks like they got rocked by like tornadoes and hur hurricanes but like a oh. lot of it happened like months ago and it's still and like it's still completely decimated up. yeah like what the fuck we're not anyway it's a lot <laughs> it's a lot yeah. um and then so it's uh i feel like just picturing the town too like really gives me the heebie-jeebies because it's yeah. like I couldn't I don't want to uh, this might come off victim blaming I don't mean that at all but like I don't know if I could ever live in a place that was near tornado alley but like say you grew up there and your family right, and, like, is you there have to live there and your and, whole like, life you is just completely just uprooted happens to be in tornado land yes yeah it's really nuts um so anyway back into some quick facts about <laughs> tornadoes um now for some fun facts <laughs> So, uh, how do we measure a tornado's intensity? So, um, modern day tornadoes are measured on the enhanced Fujita scale, um, which as you may have guessed, is an enhanced version of the previously used Fujita scale. Okay, so that sounds like a cute little nickname for your vagina. <laughs> oh my god, it does! Oh my Fujita! It does! It also looks a lot like fajita, but oh, then I was nice. looking up how you pronounce it, and the internet insisted that it's Fujita. So Fujita. Don't come at me for being too ignorant. Come right. at Google. So they give a tornado rating based on like F0 to F5. Um, and it's, you can't really, it's kind of like earthquakes. You can't really like predict how bad what's, one's going to be until it happens. And then you're kind of like looking at like damage and um, wind speeds uh, to measure like how bad it was. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. So it's kind of like a post tornado measurement. Right. Um, but they might be like, ooh, shit's really bad here. We think there's going to be a this. Again, like, all the ghosts are like, <laughs> fuck you, we know. <laughs> we know. Yeah. Um, so in the US, which is where a lot of the bulk of tornadoes happen, uh, we get on average like a 1,200 tornadoes a year. Um, and then on average, uh, in the U.S., they kill 80 people a year and injure, like, 
thousands of people. Um, but what I did find interesting that I guess logically makes sense, but when I picture dying in a tornado, I'm getting like sucked into oblivion. Yeah. Or like something's hitting me in the head. Yeah. That's what I always picture. Like a cute little grand piano (laughs) smashes me in the face. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But that is like exactly what happens is that typically there are just really high winds in the area in like a much larger like area than just the, where the tornado sure. is centric to. Oh, I didn't so, even think of that. So the winds are, like, nuts, like, in, like, a greater distance, depending on how big and mm. wild this tornado is. So um, shit's just, like, rocketing around in the air. Um, and that's that's typically what ends up, like, hurting or killing people is just debris. Um, so, like, shingles, glass, doors, like, signs, like, anything that is remotely, like, rip-offable by these winds is probably mm. just, like, flying around in the sky. Mm-hmm. Um, and then again, like, it's hard to predict where and when stuff is coming at you. Like, it's not like it's, you go hide over here because the wind is over there. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's everywhere. It's not a cute cat and mouse, yeah, you totally. and the wind. Yeah. Um, so, uh, that's the conclusion of my smart FAQs. Um, I did go through this list of FAQs from the National Severe Storms Laboratory. Um, I want to share three with you that I found deeply troubling Okay. <laughs> for uh, just the intelligence level of who's asking these. I would like to remind everyone it's frequently asked questions. Yep, I was just going to say it means that there's more than one person. Um, uh, so uh, these are three that I just thought were um exemplified the yeah, human race that we should we sh- we i can't i can't in good conscience scroll past these <laughs> i need to share these with the class so uh one can tornadoes be stopped <laughs> no <laughs> shut the fuck up what um, if we all run really fast in the other direction yeah um two did tornadoes target mobile home parks <laughs> what the fuck no <laughs> The wealth what? gap has really yeah seriously tornado <laughs> tornadoes are being sent here by like a uh, a uh, big pharma capitalism yeah what am I saying <laughs> Jeffrey Bezos <laughs> Jeffrey the tornado Bezos. edition yeah honestly for all we know he is making fucking tornadoes um and then this one was my favorite I have a theory about tornadoes who do I talk to. <laughs> No one. Shut up. What are you talking about? Shut up. We all know who this person is. We all know. Like, this is... We've all worked with this person before. Yeah, that's so true. Um, Wow. All right. So, let's jump on into how to, like, prep and keep our eyes out and know the warning signs of a tornado. Do you have any idea... I guess you mentioned, like, color of the sky and that kind of thing. Do you feel like you know how to, like, prep for a tornado? Like, prep my being in, like, my house? Or, like, how do I spot it? Both. Both. Like, do you feel, like, prepared to know the warning signs and, like, have... Be set up for success surviving a tornado? Uh, Short answer? No. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, moving on. I don't... I don't feel... I don't feel set up. I do think that I probably have a lot of myths in my mind about, mm-hmm. like, what... Like, I feel like somebody once it, it told me that when the leaves are upturned towards the sky... Wow. That means that a tornado is close by. And I was like, did that just rhyme? Am I a wizard? <laughs> <laughs> and to pass under my bridge, you must tell me why. <laughs> oh, my God. But, no, 
I think, like, that, I, I think I have a lot of myths, like, rattling around in my brain. Don't we all? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, alright, awesome. Well, like, hopefully we can debunk some, I've never heard the leaf thing. I'm gonna go ahead and go out on a limb, uh, and well, say, fucking bullshit. <laughs> Uh, I don't think the leaves are going, ooh, no. <laughs> I think it's like, okay, so if I may speculate for Maybe a moment. Maybe stuff's getting sucked up. Sucked up, and then the other thing was like thunderstorm land, so like, I don't know if it's like reaching for the thunderstorm moisture. Thunderstorm land sounds like a horrible amusement park. <laughs> but I don't know if it's like reaching for the moisture in the air or something, so it's like when you yeah. can see the backside of the leaves. Damn. Uh, <laughs> then you're in trouble. <laughs> Awesome. Sure, maybe. Look out for the leaves. There's some other stuff we could do, but let's focus on some leaves. Yep. Um, okay, so basically, like, the f- biggest thing I was finding in, like, researching stuff is that having Doppler radar and, like, modern weather technology is just, like, fucking, thank fucking lord. Mm-hmm. It is absolutely saving our ass. Absolutely. For so many reasons, um, but just... Like, we we can predict this stuff and see it coming and, and know about... I mean, this is so obvious. I sound high right now. <laughs> but, like, it's just, like, thank the Lord. Thank like, God. If you would have no idea. Maybe you would be more in tune with nature. Sure. But, like, no, you wouldn't know. Yeah. Um, so That's why I was, like, low-key in love with our Doppler radar guy <laughs> in my hometown. His yes. name was Steve Caparizzo. And it oh was, like, a, a joke amongst my entire family that I was in love, like, love with him. Steve Caparizzo oh because he came to our elementary school one time. And I, I thought he was, like, a I wizard. felt that way about Jeff Corwin. <laughs> he came to my elementary school once and he showed us all foxes and he let me, he, like, picked me out of the crowd to, like, touch it. And I was like, I'm sorry, I think we're married. <laughs> we're married forever. In Kidland, when you show me a fox, and you let we're me wedded. Touch it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he looked in the crowd. Everyone else disappeared. My third grade <laughs> self was sitting there with my oversized t-shirt and my fun patterned leggings. <laughs> My bowl cut glistened in the in the auditorium lighting. And he went, you, Dana, would you like to touch this fox? Oh my god. And I this said, Jeff. Crazy, crazy fan fiction <laughs> about petting a fox needs to be published. Oh my gosh. Um, so, uh, basically you'll follow like weather, uh, wind patterns, temperature changes, barometric pressure, uh, and then any like storm systems in the area. Uh, and, and using all that data and having people keep an eye on this, we're able to predict... When everything's really like falling into place for a tornado to come murder us, um, we we are pretty good at predicting them. It's kind of unlikely, not like impossible, but there aren't a lot of tornadoes that happen that like you have no fucking idea. Mm. Like you're not like sitting in your house and it's a beautiful day out and then like okay, <laughs> a tornado like rockets. So it's not like an house. earthquake where it can just exactly like, happen out exactly. Um, it's like weather's shitty, like. Uh, there's thunderstorms, like, the temperature's changing a lot. Like, it's spooky-ooky out mm. when you should be maybe starting to pay attention okay. to, to that stuff. Um, uh, so sometimes they, like, they can happen, like, suddenly or without a ton of warning. Like, storm systems can come in really quickly. Um, but they, uh, they, the article I was reading was so adorable. It was like, this is why it's also vital for citizens to report conditions and also for sightings to be reported to the National Weather Service. There's even... <laughs> This fucking adorable team of people who are way braver than me that is all a volunteer group that is called Skywarn. Stop. (laughs) 
Wait, that's so funny because it's like, are they warning the sky? I know. I wrote next. I wrote, and they do like exactly what it sounds like they do, or the opposite, the opposite? of what it sounds like they do. Yeah. Like unclear if so they're like, really. Hey, a- sky, shit's gonna get crazy up yeah, there. They are either appropriately named or like really inappropriately named. I can't really decide which it is. That's um, cute. But you know, they like they like workshopped this name. And, like, sure, and they really have the cutest T-shirts. Yeah, totally. Okay, so here are some signs for like weather that you should take seriously outside of just paying attention to like weather warnings and stuff um so uh we've touched on a lot of it humid weather thunderstorms high winds um and then these are a couple other ones that if this starts to happen everything moving down from here it's like yikes town. big no no scary yeah, big, time. bad time scary mm-hmm. um one of them is hail which is like pretty weird right like during a thunderstorm for mm-hmm. hail to just rock it into your face mm-hmm. um I didn't really look into why it happens, but I would imagine that it's like a, a warm, warm, wet air meeting cold air pressure, totally. lots of pressure type of thing. Yeah. Um, so that... And the sky is just mad. The it's sky like, is angry yeah. town. Yeah. Um, so hail, bad news. Uh, thick, dark clouds, also bad news, especially if you see them like low to the ground and like really just like ominous okay. looking like that's bad mm-hmm. um and then obviously like rotating clouds or like if you're noticing like clouds moving a lot bad uh and then what you mentioned uh dark or even green or yellow sky also really bad um yeah. i don't know why i need to know why that happens yeah, but i'm I... sorry i didn't look into that because no, right as okay. it came out of my mouth i was like why <laughs> why is it green it's super um, weird if you know please email us <laughs> yeah let us know if you're like a weather woman or man i guess right? mainly if you're a weather woman <laughs> or person yeah or person just if you identify as he him yeah yeah, yeah. maybe email us I'm yes just kidding. You can yeah email. gender is a construct <laughs> so like just email us yeah <laughs> Also, I have been forgetting to mention this, but in general, if you do email us, please let us know your pronouns. So if we yes, read, read your stuff on on air. Yes, yes, yes. If we read your stuff on air, uh, <laughs> I don't want to misgender anyone or assume anything based on like name. Um, Absolutely. So everyone is a baby unless mentioned otherwise. Yes. Uh, so, uh, and then last but not least, if you hear a tornado... <laughs> Um, (laughs) which seems obvious to us, but I don't know, maybe it's not. Um, and they usually sound like really like, like obviously like wind, but they can also sound a lot like trains or like, Oh, interesting. Um, and then actually fun fact about Twister, since I watched it last night and read a whole article with Uh fun facts about Twister to make the sounds of the tornadoes, they took a bunch of animal noises and like combined them. Stop. So when we were watching, if you know that and you watch it, it's It's like, it is exactly like that. There's a tornado at one point and it's like, like, it's like just full lion, like meow. And you're like, what? No one was like, Okay, that sounds a little funky. Oh my god, it's like meow. Yeah, it was really, really nuts. We uh, should go through the film and replace each tornado with like animal sounds. Ooh. Yeah, come check out our TikTok. Perfect. We may or may not do that. Okay, and so then uh, you want to keep keep a close eye on any alerts in your area through FEMA and Red Cross, uh, storm prediction centers, weather channels, and weather apps. Um, but some things to be aware of, which, uh, again, this information would have been helpful for me when I was driving apparently through Tornado Alley, yep. uh, is that there's a pretty significant distance or uh, difference between a uh, tornado watch and a tornado warning, which like, 
can we use more plain language when we're talking about stuff that's going to murder us? Mm -hmm. Like, maybe let's do, there might be a tornado, and there is a tornado. (laughs) Because that's basically what it boils down to. Like, why are we, why do we have to have a flashy name? Yes, and at the very least, let's make them start with a different letter. (laughs) Yeah. Because it's so close. These sound, they sound very easy to conflate to me. Yep, both sound menacing and scary to me. Yeah, totally. So our tornado watch means that our tornado is very possible within the next several hours that everything is kind of lining up for this to be bad news that you should be prepared to take shelter maybe not take it yet if you want to go for it but like Mm. it's just like bad news could happen Um, and then whereas a tornado warning means that a tornado has officially touched down in your area and that you need to take shelter oh my gosh like it doesn't mean it's coming to get you but it's like fucking take it seriously Mm -hmm. um and then also a lot of areas where tornadoes are common, they'll have like sirens that blast mm. through the town that tell everyone to take shelter. I feel like shelter. that's a big movie thing. Big, scary, so scary. Yeah. So scary. Um, so that's also like, uh, that's also handy though, because I feel like even in our modern era, it's like, how do you know when all of this stuff is going down if you aren't on your phone or watching the news? Totally. Or like a lot of people don't have cable anymore. Yeah, exactly. You know? like, and I have my phone on do not disturb because I can't stand group messages. Yeah. So like, I'm not going to know when anything goes down unless there's a giant siren. Yeah, I agree. It's very bizarre. Like last night we were apparently supposed to turn off all of our <laughs> electricity to like uh, keep the grid from blowing mm-hmm. up in California because mm-hmm. it's so hot here and everyone's using too much. Yeah. Um, and it was just, like, I only knew because I happened to sign up for, like, uh, the local news alerts. alerts and, like, happened to pay attention to this one random push mm-hmm. notification I got. Yeah, and simultaneously I plugged in every hairdryer <laughs> in in the closest vicinity to just check. Yeah, you just have to check them every once in a while. And everyone obviously yeah. has five hairdryers, so. Totally, yeah. Um, okay, so. I have thick hair. <laughs> Um, so what do you do in advance to, like, maybe set yourself up for success now that we know the warning signs? And this is all pretty standard. Um, having, like, an emergency kit and a go bag for tornadoes, things that are helpful are, um, fresh batteries, uh, like, battery-operated or, like, crank, radio, TV, like, power source Mm, of some mm. kind. Um, and then anything that you can listen to any updated weather information because, um, as happens during like a lot of like weather events and like storms, you know, you could have lost your power already by the time this is bad news. Mm. So you want to be able to have a way to keep updated that isn't relying on like internet and cable. Yep. Um, and then, uh, as usual, you should always have like, uh, a plan for your whole family um, for an emergency, especially if you live in a really tornado-heavy area, which this is probably pretty common practice in places that have them a lot. Um, Usually there's, like, drills at school and, like, it's taught, like, education on it is taught a little bit more, Um, but there are lots of safety shelters in place around town, and it's probably, like, a little bit more commonplace whereas if one oh, happened like to us right ground, now like yeah <laughs> where you like crawl into the earth and then yeah those was that like twister this... where they got sucked up yes that is the beginning <sighs> of twister yeah that's traumatizing um, so uh, uh yeah you want water non-perishable food medication first aid kit like the basics for if you are trapped somewhere or lose power um and then as usual like a list of important information including telephone numbers for your family friends local authorities like just set yourself up to be able to keep educated on what's going on or get help if you need to if you lose power or get like trapped somewhere so this takes us into what do you do during a tornado ah so the sky is green the leaves are upturned (laughs) 
Um, I'm wearing a flowy skirt that ooh, looks beautiful in the wind. It looks beautiful in the wind until you're drowning in it. And yeah. And you can't see anything. Um, so, uh, first and foremost, uh, you want to find shelter immediately. Uh, so if you are at home or in a building already, go into the basement. Um, if you don't have a basement or like, like you mentioned, like one of those, um, fucking like underground. Yes. Like a cellar. Things. Yeah. yeah. Like those are, those are also common like to have in these areas. Go into one of those if you don't have a place that's like underground, basically. Uh, you just want to try to get into a room without windows that's as low as you can go. So priority hmm. number one is going to be no windows. Second priority is like be as low to the ground as you can be. So bathrooms, closets, even the middle of your hallway, which might hmm. not feel totally logical, but like if you... Like, I was trying to think of where to go my house. Literally nowhere. There's literally nowhere... There's nowhere go. we should go. I guess our closet. Go in the, the bathtub or the closet. Um, so uh, if possible, uh, you want to also, um, if you have time and like the wherewithal and like uh, options, uh, you want to get under something. Uh, they mention like a heavy table or like a workbench, but also something that might even be better is getting under like a mattress or a bunch of blankets. Um, you basically hmm. want to like cushion stuff that's falling on you um oh, and also like you'll see people in their bathroom in their bathtub with mattresses over them oh. um because like you have room to breathe and like move and like you're as like in the ground as you could potentially maybe be wow. um and also like covered uh so that's definitely a that's really really freaked me out so if that became my coffin i would I would end myself. I would suffocate myself with a mattress. Oh my gosh. I know. It is really jarring. Like, also, imagine, like, quickly grabbing your mattress and getting it into your bathroom. Right. When like... have you ever moved into any new apartment or home and had a good time moving your mattress? I know. So I guess, like, maybe just... Invest in maybe... a twin-size bed, I, I guess. No, I don't really know how people manage this. I guess if you have really significant mourning, this is something you do, but, like, if not, just, like, do your darndest... <laughs> Grab your comforter. I don't know. Grab a dog bed. Aww. That's probably helpful. Yeah. Um, and then if you are somewhere that uh, is without a strong foundation, so like a car, a mobile mm. home, or if you're walking around outside, like if you're not in a sturdy building, um, do it, do your best to go somewhere that is. Like mm. uh, a lot of times you will, the weather will be bad enough that they're like predicting a tornado and like maybe you have some heads up and are just being really precautious. Ideally that's happening to you so you have time to like find a place to go somewhere safer. Mm -hmm. um, because actually, uh, so in 2020, 76 people died during tornadoes and then 51% of them, so over half of them were in mobile homes. Oh my God. It's just like they, they get like rocked like you there isn't a safe place to be in the mobile home right, the you're also home kind isn't. of partially lifted up off yeah, the ground totally. it's not like connected to the ground like they can move easily like it's just um definitely oh, a really scary so place to be when yeah it is really sad it's really like that is scary so um, 2020 was so fucked imagine dying in a tornado <laughs> i wish god i like suck me up into the fucking sky <laughs> um and then but then this is like I'm really sorry for how unsatisfying this part is going to be because I, I just need somebody out there that isn't me mm. to put a lot of effort into telling me what to do if I'm in a car when a weather emergency or some sort of thing happens. Because, mm -hmm. like, people are in cars a lot. Like, you're going to and from places a lot. 
Mm -hmm. And when you try to look up what to do if you're in your car when some things happen, it's just like no one can agree. The advice is always like, don't be in your car. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, well, but I'm still in it though. I know. It's <laughs> really so true. Yeah. So basically, this is my first line. It's so funny to say that. If you're driving, try to not be. Right. It's like, like go, oh, okay, cool. Go to a basement or a shelter immediately nearby. Like if you can, like go to a grocery store, go to a school, go to even honestly, like stranger danger is out the fucking window at this point. <laughs> go to someone's house. Try to get in. Knock on the Start door. Start hitchhiking. You like, should never hitchhike unless there's a <laughs> tornado <laughs> yeah like if you um like have buildings nearby uh try to get to it get in it whatever yeah um so <clears throat> lots of people also say it's best to pull over and just like park your car mm. um some resources also suggest getting like low in your car and covering your head is best because you want to like not be exposed or like mm. have stuff go through the windows or the windows might shatter like that kind of thing but then other people also say, and I kind of agree with this, is like you should be ready to drive if you need to and be like seeing vaguely what's going on. Absolutely. And in my mind, I want to be wearing my seatbelt because if the car mm -hmm. gets picked up, mm -hmm. I want to be like yeah, restrained and like ret brace for impact, basically. Right. Yeah. So I don't fucking know what to tell you guys here. <laughs> I think like it really kind of depends on like who you are, how bad it is, how close you feel like you are to it. Like mm -hmm. I don't, I don't know. Maybe don't get your driver's license. Maybe just stay. Olivia home. Rodrigo, if you're out there listening, I know you are. Send <laughs> back your driver's license. Yeah, send, send it, it back. back. Send it back. Someone will buy it. <laughs> yeah, but isn't that nuts? Like I, uh, do you think she goes into bars now? Oh wait, she's like five years old. <laughs> I was gonna say, do you think she goes into bars and they're like, is this a driver's she goes, license? I've got my driver's and they're like, did you license. just get this? Um, <laughs> anyway. She just starts crying. Yeah, she's like, please stop. Oh. Um, so I guess, like, at the very least, maybe try to cover your head and your neck and your arms. I don't really know what to tell your you neck, here in your, your car. Back. I think, yeah, <laughs> your pussy and your crack. And your crack. Just cover it all up. Mm -hmm. Um, but uh, one thing to note, if you are in a car, don't go under any, like, overpasses or bridges. Um, a lot of people think this might be smart. In Twister, they do this a lot. And I'm like, fuck right? off. Fuck you. Fuck you for telling, spreading these lies. I know. Um, but not only can wind, like, really pick up speed under, like, something like that, or, like, mm. uh, it's, like, getting tunneled all of a sudden into, like, a small area, mm -hmm. um, but also these areas are known to, like, collapse or fall apart or, like, have debris get trapped in them or whatever the fuck. So, like, mm. you're way safer in a low, flat location. You might feel more exposed because you're, like, in a field or whatever the fuck, like, in your car. Um, but it is ultimately safer than if you're, like, under something. Mm. Um, which is, it makes sense. But yeah, in the moment, your brain might be dumb. So try to keep that in mind. Mm -hmm. um, and then again, keep in mind that most deaths or injuries happen from flying debris. So even if you weren't really close to the tornado and you feel like you're in a safe spot, um, there might be really wacky weather going on around you regardless. Um, and, like shit might be flying at your head even oh if God. you're not really close to it so definitely proceed with caution stay low to the ground like <laughs> sorry don't <laughs> mind me i was just like went somewhere i was just having a really intrusive thought about a stop sign cutting mm -hmm. my head off now i'm back so tornado happened it's over we lived Woo! we Whee! did it we did it um so uh typically it'll be kind of obvious when a tornado is over like it <laughs> uh will typically like not be as loud anymore uh, windy anymore like uh, if one was really really close to you it's going to be kind of obvious it's not around anymore um, mm -hmm. but but regardless like just overestimate like don't 
be leaving places if you're like, is it still here? <laughs> Let me take a peek. I don't know why um, I just flash back to like rec soccer when they had like a 30 minute rule for Thunder and Lightning. Don't do the 30 minute rule. Like yeah, maybe don't. just hang out for a bit longer. A bit longer than that. Just a bit. Yeah. Also, you want to be really careful coming out of any rooms, like basements, bunkers, whatever, um, because shit was thrown around everywhere. There could be something right on top of you. There's probably broken glass. There's probably just like shards of shit everywhere. If, if your area got like rocked, mm. um, it's definitely going to be a really precarious and dangerous place. Also pay attention to local authorities for updated information. Uh, try to safely assess like the damage done to your property and body. Stay clear of fallen, fallen power lines, broken utility lines. You want to keep an eye out for if there's like a fire hazard anywhere nearby or anything like that. Um, if you feel able-bodied, like, definitely try to assist other people, but also keep in mind that things are, like, really precarious. Like, yeah. uh, you know, people might be buried under stuff, or, like, mm. you don't want to have move someone that might have hurt their back, um, that kind of thing. Um, but definitely, like, check on your neighbors, uh, and, uh, call 911 if you're hurt or need assistance. Uh, wait for further care or instructions. You might just honestly want to like uh, either shelter in place or go to like a central location, like mm. a school or like a hospital or like what I mean. <laughs> hospitals are like, please don't come here. Um, <laughs> we had too much going on all the we time. We're this too year. busy. Yeah. Um, but uh, it might be hard to like make a phone call. Power lines might be out. Cell phone towers might be out. Um, uh, so again, kind of like with earthquakes, if you're trapped somewhere. You don't want to bang on stuff or yell a ton because mm. you might use up your voice too much or you might shift things that have been placed uh, in a sketchy way. Mm. Um, so they recommend like clapping or just like trying to make noise in general that isn't um, going to move rubble around you or use up your voice a ton. Uh, and then if you do need to like clean things up, they recommend using th thick soled shoes, long pants, work gloves, all that kind of stuff covering your face from like mold and debris, um, which we went over in wildfires, which you guys haven't heard, but will hear eventually. Soon. It's a secret, top secret episode. Mm -hmm. All right. So anyway, we lived and now all our shit is destroyed and our lives are sad and that's the end of tornadoes. <laughs> Oh my god. Uh, real quick, uh, I got my information from the CDC, National Weather Service, obviously Skywarn, um, and <laughs> Skywarn. their amazing website that looks exactly like you'd think it would, mm -hmm. uh, the National uh, Severe Storms Laboratory, National Geographic, and then my favorite website ever, ready.gov. Wow. Um, so yeah, I feel, um, I feel mostly positive about tornadoes in the fact that like, it does seem like it it is predictable to some mm -hmm. extent compared to a lot of other stuff we've talked about. Yep. It also is not happening in California all the time, which is mm -hmm. the first thing I've covered so far that isn't. This is literally, I was going to make that comment. This is literally the first thing. <laughs> um, which I really needed. Mm -hmm. um, and then, uh, yeah, like it's, it's obviously really devastating and tragic and they're like really serious and really scary, but it does seem like um, it's... Obviously, you could be bad, wrong place, wrong time, mm -hmm. bad situation, but in a lot of ways, you can, like, set yourself up for success with, with tornadoes. Um, yeah. And I mean success, like, surviving, not, like, your whole life being ruined, because, like, don't totally. get me wrong. Like, your this is, like, home is destructive. You might as well be dead if if all of this happens to you. This is just, like, fucking sucks. This yeah. is just so fucking horrible. It sounds um, really, really awful. So, yeah, if you have ever been in a tornado or seen a tornado or want to tell us about what you think of tornadoes, let us know. I want to hear about it. Yeah, well, I need to hear stories, because I feel like... There are probably some really, really wild stories, especially if you live in that area. I know. Or even if it's somebody else's story that you know. Tell mm -hmm. us. We don't mm -hmm. have to use names. 
Yeah, or you like watched a movie. Write right? us like fanfic. Yeah sure fiction. oh like, my god write yeah, us like, like creepy a... pasta <laughs> write us the story of sarah <laughs> <laughs> middle school crush oh my god that's so funny well dana that was so good i my hands are kind of sweaty because uh that was definitely like a big childhood fear of mine but i'm with you i feel like a little bit better after yeah, all of that. Me too. So thank you. Great job. You're so welcome. Thank you. Ah, and our favorite way to wrap up the pod is to talk about something that we're proud of this week, Dana. Yes. And I know that sometimes both of us forget, um, <laughs> and we're also not ones to be super proud of anything we do, so we forget. Yeah. But we want to keep this rolling and encourage our our audience to take pride in the things that they do throughout the week, no matter how big or small. So do you have anything you want to share? Anything. Anything at all. Um, <laughs> yes, I do. I have a pretty juicy one this week. Um, I finally booked an appointment with a therapist. Woo! I feel like I, I feel like that was probably really loud. But <laughs> I feel like um, the, we both have been working towards this moment for a long time. So for I'm a long thrilled. time. We actually, we had like a pact at one point in like March. We were like, by the end of the month, we're both going to have a therapist. And then we were like, this is hard. Mm-hmm. I, Narrator, we did not <laughs> They did not get get therapists by the end of the month. Um, Yeah, but I, uh, yeah, so like I had a therapist in Boston who I I, I liked her, but we didn't like click a ton. I wouldn't say like we didn't get really deep into things. We basically talked about like one person every Mm. time I went. And Mm -hmm. that's all we talked about is this one person that I worked with. And I uh, didn't get much out of it other than that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And so I, I also like have gone to therapy a lot as a kid um and in my life in general I had a lot of different therapists and and I haven't had a ton of success with a lot of them like I think I've had really run the gamut of like plain bad therapists and then Mm. like okay therapists and then also not sticking with it long enough to really get get anywhere you know Mm, what I mean mm. so so I feel really strongly that everyone should go to therapy and that it is like not something you go to to fix stuff or like mm-hmm. because something's wrong with you but just like in general like it's a very helpful healthy thing to do um yep. and uh if you have the financial ability and like insurance to do it like it's something you should be prioritizing um and then yeah like life got in the way I got really overwhelmed by it I also have just been like kind of disappointed by therapists in the past and like mm-hmm. really don't feel I don't feel too fragile to be like disappointed by it yeah um and then like doing things is hard Absolutely. I think, I mean, I think I made this joke to you like a couple months ago, but I sometimes feel like I need a therapist that specializes in helping people get therapists because it's like a special kind of anxiety when you're looking for someone to share your innermost thoughts and fears and traumas Mm -hmm. with. Yeah, totally. And I think in a lot of ways it's like treated like a doctor's office or like if you have any trauma surrounding doctors or like skepticism about them or like distrust, which I think is really common and normal, like it kind of just feels like an extension, but more vulnerable version of that. Mm. It ended up not being as difficult and complicated as, as I was anticipating. And I feel very proud that I did it and it didn't take very long. And now I have an appointment with a woman who will hopefully uh, turn me into a perfect human being. Absolutely, that's the goal. I reached out to someone this week too because of you inspiring (gasps) me once again. Yeah, so we'll see how it goes, but I don't want to I don't want to make that my proud moment yet because I don't know if it's like officially official yet. All right, Sarah, let her rip. I want to hear about yours. Um, mine is pretty small, but um it was really hot. You say this that week. every time. I feel like 
Yours are really great. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I don't know why I do that. Maybe because I think, like, taking small moments sometimes is, like, the hardest shit. Like, I think, like, big shit, you're like, okay, this is going to be a big thing. I'm moving. Okay, I need to prepare myself. Whatever. So, like, the smaller stuff is, like, what makes up your life, I feel. So, like, maybe it's... Wow, beautiful. Yeah, maybe it's, like, the smaller ones feel big to me but like when you say them you're like oh jesus this is like i just sound like a wild person (laughs) yeah you're so sad that this one tiny thing made a big gave me joy but that's okay yeah so that's true basically i've been working east coast hours for the past couple weeks and it's been really tiring and hard um not just east coast hours but like waking up at the absolute crack of dawn yeah like and being ready to on. go. Yeah, yeah, like ready to rip, like when it's time. So that's been really hard. Um, the benefit of that is that I'm done at 2 o'clock mm-hmm. California time, um, which gives me time to work on things like the podcast or like personal projects, personal design projects, um, things around the house. And I just found myself feeling like I was like really burning myself out where I was mm-hmm. living almost like two full days. Seriously, I don't know how you... I would explode. Yeah, so I I just realized that I was doing too much and to treat myself this week, um I decided to actually when the episode of our podcast came out, I was like, this is a cool day. The podcast came out. It's time for me to like take the afternoon off. So I went to the pool and just hung outside oh, all day. Hell yeah. Um it was really hot, so it was nice to like just hang out and read a book. I read a book that's Actually, like, my boyfriend's favorite book that I've been meaning to read for a oh, while. Look. It's called Straight Man. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yuck, I hate it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a, it's like a slice of life. Um, oh, that's cute. But, yeah, it's it's very sweet. Um, and we he started reading it out loud to me during the pandemic, which was very cute. Oh, I love that. Um, and then we kind of fell off the wagon, and then I was like, you know what? I want to start reading that again, so... I think just, like, taking the afternoon off to, like, do something for myself and, like, pick something up that I'd been meaning to do for a while just felt really good. And I yeah. felt, like, really refreshed for the next day. Ugh, I love that. Yeah. yeah. Time off is good. And I feel like you struggle with that, so I'm really proud of you to Thanks. do that. Like, I feel like I do that stuff too much. I feel and- like... <laughs> well, A, no. But also, I feel like... Uh, that a lot of people feel like they have to earn their time off. And it's like, Ugh, that's yeah. not something that you have to, like, work YOLO. for. Yeah, YOLO. Yeah, totally. No, you're so right. And also, like, just because other people are working after 2 p.m., like, uh, it makes, it is so illogical. It doesn't mean that you don't feel this way, but it's illogical to feel like you should be productive and continue to work until, like, Joe gets home or, like, other people mm-hmm. are off or, like, dinner or whenever. Like, yeah. just because, like, your schedule is typically until, like, 5 or 6, like, it is no longer 2 p.m. is now when you've been working since 5. Right. Like, it's, um, yeah. Yeah. Like, there is no, absolutely no pressure for you to continue being productive and... <laughs> like please please keep doing I will like, yeah it's really, I'll do my best it's it's hard I you're think, gonna get so burnt out yeah I think like the productivity bug uh yeah totally or like strikes. even if you're like bored mm-hmm. like you know you're up you have a mm-hmm. few hours before anyone's able to like hang out or like things are going on like it yeah I, I get that mm-hmm. but yeah I think yeah I hope you go to the pool more thank you I'll do my best and I bet it's less crowded then 
It is. It's less crowded. Same thing with like the grocery store and stuff. It's kind of the best. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, for a while Chris was doing that when we first got here. He's kind of like fallen out of it, but he had a bunch of meetings that were like East Coast hours early sure. and yeah. then he would have to crawl out of bed and get on the Zoom at like 6 a.m. Mm-hmm. But then he would just be up and he'd keep working and then at like 2 or 3 he'd be like, I'm done. What are we going to do today? And I was like, this is so fun. I'm also done. <laughs> but I would have started working at like 9 or 10 and that was, I was like, all right, I... I, I can't need normal done. hours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yep. Yeah. In theory, it is really awesome. Um, this is so fun. Um, I want to emphasize, uh, please, please, please email us your uh, stories. Uh, mm-hmm. We've gotten like a handful of them. There are a bunch of really good ones. I think we're set for a little bit, but like, um, I, I would like to be in a place where we can like pick and choose like really powerful ones mm-hmm. and really interesting ones and maybe have them be like on theme or like, totally. I, I also just really want to hear from everyone. I want to hear your stories. Nothing is too small or too big, too long or too short. Like I, I want to hear about all of it. Um, and, uh, I would really like to see more emails coming into us. Mm-hmm. So if you've been thinking of doing it, this is, this is your sign. Do it. And we're Do not going to like critique anything the way it's written whatever oh, God, no. <laughs> like we're not you've heard us speak or try to <laughs> like just just send it in we're really excited to hear from you and yeah. that email is at your own risk the pod at gmail.com yeah and if you could put in the subject line some sort of like listener story or like listener write-in or something just so that it calls attention to it amongst our other emails um that is also really helpful also, please feel free to uh, follow us on TikTok and Instagram. Our handle is for both apps uh, at your own risk. Um, that is just at. at at your own risk. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the pod. Um, and then leave leaving reviews. Um, we we've kind of like plateaued a little bit in like getting new reviews. We mm-hmm. got a, a handful of them when we first came out, which was really really nice and really lovely. But if you're enjoying the podcast, this is really huge. Um, it's also really, really huge to share with your friends. Uh, mm-hmm. We're slowly but surely realizing that uh, ratings and subscribers and, like, listens and downloads, downloads. are... Downloads. Yeah, downloads. Like, so what the heck? Who downloads episodes to their phones? But apparently, that's how everybody that's how measures, measures everything. measures success. Yeah, and that's how you get, like, on networks or sponsorships or whatever. And we're kind of reaching a point where we're running out of money a little bit to, like, really be able to put a lot of effort and time into this. Mm-hmm. Um, so to be totally transparent, if you're enjoying it, please, like, donate to our Patreon, leave us a review, share us with your friends. Like, it doesn't have to be monetary, um, although mm-hmm. that's super appreciated. Like, just, uh, just, just giving us, us some up. love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Well, I've been talking... A lot. (laughs) (laughs) We both have. Okay. This has been a long one. So thank you, as always, for living, laughing, and listening at your own risk. At your own risk. And hey, guess what? See See you next next Tuesday. Tuesday.